0: Welcome to episode four of Two Please, I'm your host, Abhin. And I'm your co-host, Rohit. And uh, today we are going to um, start jumping into the other half of um, our area of interest or our area of, uh, so to speak, expertise uh, in the world of movies. Uh, Because as you know, um, the journey from Stanley Kubrick to Salman Khan uh, has to begin with a single step. (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to talk about um, Vishal Bharadwaj's uh, Shakespeare Trilogy. For those of you who may not be aware, uh, Vishal Bharadwaj is um, one of India's most accomplished uh, movie directors and not just a movie director, he's also a a music director and a singer in his own right. So all in all, uh, a very talented individual Uh, and we we will be talking about what could be considered his magnum opus, which is the, the Shakespeare Trilogy. He's adapted uh, arguably three of uh, Shakespeare's most famous works, which are Macbeth, Othello, and Hamlet. Uh, Obviously, the names of the movies are, again, he's kept them uh, familiar to the the source material, so people uh, know where it's coming from. It's sort of a wink in that the movies are called Makbul, Omkara, and uh, Heather. So we'll be talking about that. But uh, before we dive into each movie separately... uh, have mean any general thoughts about the trilogy at large see I think that if the trilogy were to be made today
1: actually that's that's kind of I'm, what I'm about to see is a bit of an oxymoron the, that trilogy doesn't get made today like specifically heather heather was made in the early days of
0: the the movie government right so Oh, that we yeah. I mean, I get your point. The Kashmir issue has been long burning, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But specifically, you in, don't make that in the thick of the Modi government. You don't get to make. That. You don't. You don't get to make
1: that. And then there are certain aspects which, and it's so sad that this is the reality we live in. Because I was watching Omkara, and the sequence where Omkara uh, selects his his lieutenant, which is Kesu. Mm-hmm. And it's him, Sef, and uh, Vivek Obray at a temple atop this cliff with Nasruddin Shah. And as I was watching that sequence, I couldn't help but imagine someone having an issue with two Muslim actors sitting in a temple wearing uh, Brahmin threads. And that's just the reality of <laughs> the situation we find ourselves in. So yeah, I think generally my, my consensus with the films are they're very unique to the times that they were made in. I hope that a lot of actors tend to take take more chances and make more plot driven rather character driven stories. Really, because I'm always of the opinion that character drives story. And off late, with Indian cinema, there hasn't really been a lot of those movies that have have had have had stories that have built on built on those elements. I mean, these films will
0: always hold a special place in my heart, and I'm sure it does for a lot of people in the country. Interesting. I mean, I, I hadn't uh, looked at it from that point of view, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that um, the fact that it, it probably could not be made today. And I think that you make a good point there that, uh, narratively, Vishal Bharadwaj does take risks, which uh, a lot of directors today don't, uh, for the sake of maybe, you know, assured commercial returns or whatever. Uh, which I mean is a malaise at large in Bollywood generally. I think, uh, and that that's uh, the 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 pool of uh, creative artists who are willing to take risks. So valid point there. The other thing, what I uh, what I kind of observed or the thoughts I had about the trilogy at large. Uh, what really struck me is that um, if you look at the movies uh, themselves, uh, Vishal Prantosh doesn't really have a very uh, distinct... Um, there's no mise-en-scene or there's no uh, musical choices or uh, certain casting choices or uh, maybe Irfan Khan, to an extent, you could say somebody who is sort of repetitive, but other than that, and Nasiruddin Shah, but other than that, he does, uh, Deepak no, Dobrial was one. And Deepak Dobrial as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's no real, uh, you know, where you can just say, okay, yeah, I, I, I get this, this is a Vishal Bharatwaj movie other than Shakespeare being the back, and in the background, of course. But um, what he does have is, uh, I mean, the, the commonality in all his movies is, like you said, right, characters who really drive a very compelling story forward. Obviously, uh, in the case of these three movies, um, the story is already there. It, it's just for him to adapt and adopt for uh, an Indian scenario, which uh, Indian moviegoers can relate to. For the large part, uh, he does add something to the source material. It's not a direct uh, straight page-for-page page adaptation. He adds something, makes it more contextual. And um, I mean, when we get to discussing the individual movies, I'll, I'll bring these points up. But there are subtle changes he's made to specific characters in each of the movies, which for me makes uh, increases the, the dramatic stakes, makes me... Uh, uh, what what would i say it makes the story a lot grayer uh, which i love uh, i mean the less black and white um, character motivations are I, I i love the narrative all that much more so uh, he does that really well and uh, so while you know if i were to make a culinary comparison it may not be uh, a pie with a lot of garnish or you know very fancy toppings you don't have you may not necessarily have great cinematography. Obviously, that he's improved that with technology over the years. You may not have uh, uh, a very uh, typical uh, sense or style to his movies. But it's like a pie that is... When you take that first bite, you know you're in for a good time, right? Like, it's so good. It's, it's, uh, it's a very fulfilling experience watching a Vishal Bharadwaj movie. And yeah. the other thing I realized is that uh, he has very strong female characters... Hmm. And um, there's there's nothing that um, you know. It's not that his male characters uh, approach situations in movies in a uh, different way, and uh, females play a very an equally important role in driving the story forward. Uh, very believable motivations as well. It's not like you know their motivations are pigeonholed in uh, certain compartments as to how uh, in I mean uh, how Indian society expects women to behave. His women almost definitely do not cater to that uh, those uh, preconceptions. Um, so you know again, that's something really refreshing. Uh, if if say, if somebody does say that um, you know the, the, his movies are missing something, there's a lot more that his movies have which a lot of other movies don't. So again, to sum it up, I would say a very, very fulfilling experience uh i think with that that, that's how i feel about the trilogy at large but uh let's dive into each of the movies individually which i'm really looking forward to do
1: i think it's time we just got into the episode so chronologically let's take it away Uh, starting with mukbul
0: no you want me to start i
1: am big it's the pictures that got small
0: First things first, I think this this is something I should have mentioned uh, when we spoke about the trilogy at large. But anyways, uh, even prefacing what I have to say about Makbul, uh obviously each of the the source, uh, each of the works um, that he has adapted uh, of Shakespeare, uh, each of them have a very strong underlying emotion or underlying uh, sentiment which drives the plot forward, right? So if I were to uh, classify Macaul, it would be ambition. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, the protagonist unbridled ambition, which uh, really propels the movie forward. In Omkara, obviously, it's or in Othello, it's obviously uh, jealousy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iago or uh, Ishwar Tiagi, Ishwar of Tiagi's jealousy uh, for Keshu uh, and the fact that he was promoted over uh, Iago's character is what drives the plot forward. And obviously, in the case of Heather, it's revenge. So when you know with that lens on or within that context if i were to um talk about uh what i thought what i liked and disliked about maqbool obviously in terms of performances um whenever i've heard people say you know pankaj kapoor is a great actor and like you know uh, i've i've heard a lot about uh, i i had heard a lot about his performance in maqbool um and i hadn't seen it at the time it had released i would only watched it much much later and um Whenever i read about it i was like okay fine like uh, i've seen rushes of the movie i mean i've seen trailers of the movie and the trailers don't really capture it it's not about snippets of the performance it's the fact that he he seems to have lived that character mm-hmm. he uh, pankaj kapoor really got into the skin of that character equal parts uh, terrifying equal parts endearing uh, his relationship with uh, mia maqbool is you can say, you can see that it's almost like a father-son relationship. Mm. Uh, and uh, I mean, having rewatched Magbul again in, in preparation for this episode, uh, I could just see it, it just uh, washed over me the realization, like, okay, I, I get why I get the praise, right? I mean, he is uh, a or or mm-hmm. uh, Jahangir Khan. Mm-hmm. You, you forget that he's Pankaj Kapoor. And uh, similarly, in the case of uh, Irfan Khan as well, uh, to be honest for most of his filmography whenever i've i've heard, i've seen reviews or people uh, talk about rave about his acting prowess i've never really uh, understood or uh, you know empathized with it much i always feel devank khan always played that the straight faced common man hmm. uh, deadpan expression he has a very uh, what do you say undulating uh, dialogue delivery i was like okay he's he's playing natural characters fine i get it uh, two movies where I really uh, understood the power of his performances, the, the depth of his acting really came across. One obviously uh, would be 2014's Lunchbox. 2014, mm-hmm. yeah, Lunchbox. Movie, 2013's Lunchbox, where um, I could see his loneliness and pain, etc. Uh, really come across, translate uh, uh, in terms that I also could understand. Uh, but a lot more so in Makbool. Uh, i think Magbul was his big break uh, what really yeah. uh, exposed him to the wider audience and i can see why the 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 Intens- uh, two forces intensity. the intensity and the intensity of the two forces that are pulling him in two directions one is his love for Tabu's character nimi and uh, his loyalty to Abbaji uh, the anguish that that is causing that the, the two opposing forces are are causing with, within him is so clearly written on his face. Uh, beautiful job uh, when he had to look uh, subservient to Abhaji, or when he had to look uh, look like he was being affectionate to uh, Nimi, or when he had to tell her to you know calm down or mm-hmm. pipe down. Don't mm-hmm. don't fan the flames too much. Uh, nuanced uh, acting, very nuanced uh, expressions on his face. In fact, that was the performance that even if he didn't speak much, and to be fair, he didn't speak; he didn't have too many lines of dialogue per se in the movie. It was more of a uh, uh, an expressionist uh, acting performance than I would say a very vocal one. So again, amazing uh, work by Irfan Khan. But towering above both of them for me is Tabu. Yeah. Oh my God, she is probably. I wouldn't say she's underrated. I'm sure in the right circles, uh, people do admire the work she's done. Maybe Andhadhun also kind of brought her back into public consciousness because she hadn't done something that of that scale or uh, that sort of, uh, yeah, of that scale uh, recently. But man, I mean, both I'll come come to her in Heather as well. But even in this, the the acting, the naturalism in her acting, uh, both in the way she was speaking when she had to break down and... Uh, uh all of it, it it just um you forget people are acting right like uh you actually felt like you were you were witnessing the drama unfolding in the lives of these people and yeah uh, so that,
1: that that was like so coming to my as my favorite part of the movie is taboo is undoubtedly she and pankaj kapoor carry the film to a certain extent irfan khan is very good in the movie in fact i i think it could be his loudest role yet By which i mean
0: Absolutely. He, yeah,
1: he's he's had to emote. there is, like he goes through the full range where he's torn between his loyalty and and love, which is always a difficult balance to uh, to maintain. Tabu right from the the first the, I mean spoilers for Makboud really, or generally <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this
0: is a four hundred year old spoilers for Macbeth yeah. Macbeth
1: generally like it's a four year four hundred year old piece of literature, so apologies anyway. So. The first act, they obviously take creative liberties where she is not married to him at first. Like Lady Macbeth is not. Um, yeah, so Lady Macbeth, in this case, Thabu is married to to Jahangir, aka Duncan. And she is fact, obviously. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's not married to yeah. his mistress. Yeah. Um,
0: Which is uh, one point. Sorry to jump in, on, but this was a very key point that I wanted to make. Like I said, uh, earlier on that, Vishal Bharadwaj made minor modifications to uh, the characters in canon, but uh, that serves to make the story so much more grey and so much more satisfying and engrossing. Because uh, So there's one thing, like in in Macbeth, if Lady Macbeth is goading uh, our protagonist to kill Duncan and take over the kingship for himself. There isn't any other motivation behind just naked, uh, besides just naked greed and ambition, and she mm-hmm. wants her husband to be the king. Mm-hmm. Here, the fact that uh, Tabu is stuck being uh, Abhaji's mistress, mistress, and yeah. obviously he is much older than her. He, mm. uh, his character's body is uh, gross. I mean. I- Mm. Let, let's be blunt, right? When he takes a yeah. shot of, I mean, mm. Pankaj Kapoor made those physical affectations to show a Abhaji to be very physically gross. Mm-hmm. And it's a loveless, uh, tired existence that she's stuck in. And when uh, Vishal Bharadwaj shows that, you know, it could also be or it very much is the fact that she's stuck in that existence driving her, uh, her decision to uh, push... Maqbool to take these decisions it makes her character so much more sympathetic. Things aren't exactly. as black and white So, as I don't think, Byte, is, which is I don't amazing. Think yeah, I don't think there's a single character in the movie that is
1: out and out black and white. Everyone has shades of grey everyone. The best part of the of his films is that they're all human characters who all have belief systems that are in sharp contrast, contrast with one another. You have the three sisters or rather the two sisters in the form of Nasruddin Shahnu and Om Puri and it right. begins it like it begins with the whole where shall we three meet again thunder lightning or rain day but this time it's in the back of a a police van with and i thought it, thought it was him with Abbas Tairwalla, who is who plays the right. mm, so abbas to yeah. interrogate
0: yeah so um and Which again with, Nasruddin Shah and Ompuri such an out-of-turn uh, outing for them and yeah. comic relief, but they also move the story forward so so entertaining.
1: They are essentially the ones that manipulate everything, right? The sisters are yeah. are the crux of, of Macbeth. It's that they may they are the ones who push him, and then Lady Macbeth feeds that right. uh, that doubt, that, that his ambition and that just tends to spiral. So even like the two cops in the movie are all about maintaining balance fire must fear water yeah so there's there's that whole theme where that everyone in this movie has something to lose Uh, lady uh, tabu's character has uh, is is stuck in in this hell that she can't get out of but had to make that decision when it happened because she once again didn't come from she came from a small town Uh, Mia Makpul's character was his lieutenant and was being primed to take over the role or or was, I mean, at least before Guddu came into the picture. So there's, and Guddu has this thing with um, with Jangi's daughter, Samira, which is another dynamic. And then there's Riyadh Boti's character, who's the Macduff of the story. And not, I mean, Macduff is kind of the hero of that He's—he's. Um, he I mean, if you've read Macbeth, he's the, ultimately the one that brings—that brings down Macbeth. Uh, after all that okay. uh, happens, yeah. So mm. he has very little to do, at, even though it is ultimately his decision that uh, ultimately ends up killing Macbul in the end, but there are mm. certain uh, dynamics, especially as to when he goes when uh, Macbul uh, goes to the hospital to right to kill Gudu and Samir and then he sees the baby and then decides to give up that life. And he and that moment he's completely free. He's free. Mm-hmm. His his wife has been lost to lunacy.
0: And Doesn't she die at the end? She
1: does, yeah, yeah. So like she loses he loses. So, like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. so she but that turn where you know the whole out damn spot situation where Mm. she's trying to like rub her hands, but this time it's all over her face and she's scrubbing walls and and she can hear her baby wailing. So that shift from a seductress to somebody going through what is uncontrollable pain was wonderfully done by Thabu. I think Thabu was career defining performances. And another thing I really like, I mean, obviously this is more trivia based. I, I love how the series begins with the father, the three films and ends with the son. Because it began um, with yeah. it began with Pankaj Kapoor, it ended with Shahid Kapoor. So, who in turn when we get to Heather, we have I have a lot to say about that as well. But my criticisms of Makbool, if there are any, is that it suffers. It's not really its fault. It was more of a sign of the times, really, because uh, in the early two thousands, everything was bright. Everything was. Like, there was no contrast in terms of how things were mm-hmm. films were shot even there are even though there are sections shot in the night where you can where characters are half lit so there you can see the the light and the dark and how this come is struggling to come to terms with uh, with it all so but in spite of like that that was in aesthetics as we mentioned Richard was not not really his cup of tea until uh, uh, until Heather the other problem I had with this film was its pacing. So this movie takes an age to get off the ground, and by which and by which I mean the initial aspect, the aspect of obviously it's setting up this relationship between Tabu and, and Irfan Khan, and then it's also building this entire backstory of of the mob that they currently find themselves in. But it comes to a standstill more than once in the first 45 to 50 minutes, which was completely unnecessary. And I think this is a director... Most directors, their early works, you you can see pacing being an issue. Nobody gets it right from the first time, so it's probably excusable. But it takes... Only an hour and five minutes, you get the pivotal scene that changes everything in that.
0: And then the film starts Abhaji's to. Yeah, yeah. Murder. Murder. Then it starts to hurtle to the climax. I would say if you look at the last half an hour of the movie, the cuts are very jumpy. Yeah. There's a scene that's happening, and like people have just, or the character has just finished saying that line. You're just trying to kind of absorb what's happening, but then it's moved on to the next scene. And background music is a little discordant. The music is not reaching its conclusion. The next scene has started. Things will seem to kind of start to fall apart in the last half in our editing-wise. I call it the
1: RGV problem because it began with Satya. To, I haven't seen Satya in a while, but I remember like when people start when the body count starts piling up and mm. it just starts to escalate without much consideration. Right. And the guiltiest film that, that I... That I find of having this issue is the second installment of Gangs of Assam, where mm-hmm. the first, the first, ins- the first part of the movie is just is a great setup and it starts off in in the forties and then
0: eventually builds up. But two is just a gun I mean, fest right? Yeah. I think there's isn't Gangs of Assam two. Uh, there's there's montages of these people dying. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: The second one is just Khoda who's yes. But
0: OK, we're digressing, it more. Um, so I, but I think uh, that, that's probably, like you said, I, I 100% agree with you. That's probably my only main issue with Macbul uh, is the pacing and the editing. And it takes too long to get off the ground. But other than that, stalwart work.
1: So I think now it's time we move on to the second installment of the, of the trilogy i.e., Omkara, starring Ajay Devgan, Saif Ali Khan, Karina Kapoor, Konkana Sen Sharma, Vivek Koh Bipasha Basu, Deepak Dabriyal, Nasruddin Sharp. Like, back to Still the, the laughters. Yeah. yeah, very stellar sarcast. And finding this movie, especially on Indian streaming platforms, was a nightmare. Found it on a very dodgy ITL website. And even then, like the encoding wasn't the best but it is what it is this is in in my opinion I think you have contrasting opinions about this but I feel Omkara was was a lot more tighter in terms of its pacing until its last act where Mm -hmm. it begins there is no point in the film especially within the first two hours where you feel bored or you feel like the film is lagging which the other two films in this in this uh, in this strategy can can be accused of Makpool, as we mentioned has a very slow start and then like it it jumps and it doesn't do it very well omkara starts off very well has a great mm-hmm. hour and 45 maybe 2 hours and then at last the last 30 minutes of that movie is an absolute drag fest it, it goes into full blown uh, indian soap opera mode where Mm-hmm. I, I know that they're trying to um, they're, they're trying to you know, emphasize um, the the sheer amount of sadness and, and despair that some of these characters are going through but man, it, it could have been a lot quicker or at least they could have used most earlier sections of the film to build that out. That being said, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think in terms of like straight A performances across the board, this movie is it because nobody in this film is giving a bad performance, and that includes Bipasha Basu. So, which was I
0: mean, that,
1: yeah, which is which is a surprise in itself. Uh, the film centers around Om, Omi or Omkara, uh, right? Was a close, close friend of the pod. <laughs> and uh, he. So he plays essentially a, a goon or or a thug for a politician who is contesting for the for a seat in parliament. And when the when the politician in Nasruddin Shah, he's called Bhai Saab. Bhai, if, um, if I, yeah. yeah, Bhai Saab. So when Bhai Saab ultimately wins his seat, uh, the succession plan begins, and Omkar and Omkar Omkar takes his place. And at this point, he's about to select his replacement and. He decides to go with with KSU instead of Langda Tiagi or because he feels he is able to secure more of the educated vote because Kesu is educated and comes from an upper class and an upper upper caste yeah, yeah upper caste yeah so and Langda on the other hand is drop out of school lower caste not really.
0: Um, you know in another not, example of uh, Vishal Bharadwaj brilliantly contextualizing mm-hmm. uh, Othello to Indian circumstances not, and audiences. Ex, ex, exactly. So, the caste system is very prevalent in
1: uh, in this movie because even Dolly, that's screen Kapoor's character, is is an upper caste mm, girl from from a family who runs right, away to right. to elope with Omkar, who comes from a from a lower caste background. Right. So, and there's that dynamic also plays off very well. But And then at, at this point, Langbath uh, is obviously um, someone puts a bee in his bonnet and he decides to take his revenge by planting the seeds of jealousy uh, in Omkar's in mind because he tries to insinuate that there is something going on between Dolly and Kesu. Mm. Which, and as far as Ajudevagan's stoic performances go, this is probably the most stoic of them all. And in a good way. I mean, is, it, it fits here. Yeah, it fits here. It's not like it's not the left of field. I think this was the same year he did Golma. So wow, so much for range.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. we know Ajay Devan can act. I mean, if you've yeah. seen Deewangi, you know Ajadevan can act. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think just, he's I think at this point I think he's decided to just phone it in. Like like I said, ever since he's met Ravajetti, he's just like, I'm making bank, I don't even have to which too many of my facial muscles, I think. Good enough. Yeah, yeah the, the, that's actually the sad part. And I
1: think that that's also something for another episode as to how the leading men in Bollywood have just decided to play it safe. Barring yeah. Saif, us not playing it safe. And... <laughs> <laughs> you had to make that joke, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, it was right there, dude. So speaking of Saif Ali Khan, really, he is career-defining performance. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Saif in this movie is just exceptional. And he and you know Seth like he was all educated in Eton. You wanted someone to be like Gainichi wasn't what Ali Khan was. Uh,
0: yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And for
1: him yeah. to play this. To take on that role and do it with so much conviction. He really throws himself through himself into that character. And I think he won a national award at the back of it as well.
0: He and did. This, he yeah, he won all of the awards that yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, the supporting cast in Konkana San Sharma also was was really was really nice. was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Vivek Obray kind of at the height of his powers at this point was also exceptional exceptional, exceptionally good for the role that he was given. Deepak Dabriyal dude, I really enjoyed his performance in this movie. He didn't have much to do in Makbool. Makbool, he's just one of uh, their right-hand men. He's He's a a trigger man. He's a trigger man. But in this one, he's you can he it begins with him and yeah. Saif Ali Khan sitting on a cliff, and Saif dares mm-hmm. him to go and get Dolly, i.e. Karina Kapoor, before he
0: he is uh, 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 Rodrigo. He no, no, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, yeah, he's Rodrigo. Othello. Yeah, he's
1: Rodrigo. Yeah. So, if we have to do a character rundown, I think it's Omkar um, obviously is Othello. Uh Karina Kapoor's Dolly is Desdemona. Is that how you pronounce Desdemona. the name? Desdemona. Destimo, Destimo, yeah, Destimona. Um, then, uh, Ishwar yeah, is, is Iago. Is Iago,
0: uh, Keshu is Casio, Cass- which is almost yeah. like almost the same name, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that, I, mm-hmm. that's also an exercise I, I would want listeners to do for all three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much in Makbul, uh, but definitely for Omkara and Heather, uh, a lot of the names are phonetically similar. I mean, not that that's unexpected and just doing that makes me very, uh, gives me a thrill of happiness. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is exactly that, this is exactly that, you know, you just get that. Like, I have that with, uh, with Magpul, right? Because I was like, who
1: is the third, which, where is the third, which, and for half the film, I was like, okay, there are only two, and then by, boy, when you get to the forty-six minute mark, you're like okay there are only two which is that's the creative liberty yeah. <laughs> he's taken he's taken to pursue
0: yeah just trying to catch those callbacks and references yeah. uh, or even famous scenes like you said taboo seeing blood on the walls on her hands mm-hmm. on her face so he's he's retained uh enough elements for people to know okay yeah this is shakespeare you know this is this part or this is this character and just when you catch those uh, connections i don't know it just makes you happy it adds the experience of watching the movies Mm-hmm. and
1: I think like, with with Vunkara specifically uh, Karina Kapoor who this is this is pretty job we met Karina Kapoor, so yeah. she hasn't exploded the way she would in the in the year after she also pulls in a pretty decent performance that the last act, if there is one good thing about the last act it's her it's, it's that her. yeah it, it's just her uh, her sheer sense of like it's like you can tell she's fighting a losing battle she knows she's fighting a losing battle but she's trying with everything she can to uh, tell the love of her life that this is not the case and another thing I've noticed like and I made a point of this in uh, in, in, I made a note of this that ever since maybe 2008-2009 the use of international music in whatever shape or form has disappeared from uh, Indian cinema because in this film, there is a the whole sequence where Vivek Oberoi is teaching Karina Kapoor to, to play I Just Called Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder.
0: And oh, okay. I, yeah. I don't recall that scene, but interesting.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of where, that's the first time Lang Nath um plants the seed of doubt in in Omkar's mm. mind, when he's like, because.
0: Uh, probably, just, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Langda is like, are you like Stevie Wonder? Are you blind? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's, that's something I've also noted, but yeah. Like what are your thoughts on it? Uh, okay. So first up confession, I don't have as much of a, an opinion on Omkara as I do on say Makbool or Heather, mm-hmm. because, uh, primarily, uh, I don't like Othello. I don't find Othello as compelling as Macbeth or Hamlet. I don't know, maybe it's because I don't relate as much to say jealousy or ambition or uh, or revenge. Not that I feel those, but I don't know. I as a as a driver for the plot, I don't find jealousy very compelling. Othello's and in terms of the scale of the story and the scale of the events that happen, uh, I feel Othello's are a slightly on a slightly smaller scale than Macbeth or Hamlet. Sorry, Macbeth or Hamlet. So uh, in that sense, for me, the source material itself is a little bit more meh compared to the other two. Uh, I mean, not that standalone, it's not great, but uh, compared to the other two. And therefore, uh, even uh, Omkara in that sense, while I did enjoy the performances, like you said, I think what really drives the movie forward and what it will be remembered for for a long time to come uh, are the performances. Story is, is great. And uh, the other thing I feel uh, is that Vishal Bharatwaj didn't contextualize or didn't add his own spin to the story or to the canon to the extent that he did in Heather or in um, in Makbul, mm-hmm. which is why characters here are relatively a lot more black and white. Story is a little more straightforward. It's mm-hmm. um, so most, the most commercial not, of the lot. It's the most commercial of the lot and it's not as hard for you to root for a character or a set of characters in this movie than it is say in Heather or Makbool which is why the ex- it's not as engrossing an experience for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is not to take away from like I said the technical aspects of the movie. It hits, all, it ticks all the boxes, hits all the marks all that's fine. It's just that I don't feel that it has as much of the stakes aren't as high in this movie as, as in the other two uh, which is why, uh, I maybe have a little bit of, uh, a little more of a detached view. Uh, nice movie. I don't think it has as much rewatch value as the other two for me, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I think I've watched it once and uh, not at the time of release, but a few years after that. And I remember most of it, but not really compelled to watch it again, mm-hmm. uh, but one thing, I, I uh, an interesting thing that I found out about uh, a curious case of life imitating art uh, mm-hmm. that I found out about when researching for our episode is that uh, so they didn't really know what movie uh, name they should go with. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, they had an SMS poll. I mean, think of the times, right? Mm-hmm. They had an SMS poll uh, to mm-hmm. decide which mo- uh, title they should go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three names are Omkara, Osathire, which is one of the songs mm-hmm. uh, in the movie and Isak. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming Mm -hmm. back to Isak Mm -hmm. and um, uh, people were asked to send in their votes uh, to see which one would win Uh, Omkara finally won but uh, a curious thing here being Saif Ali Khan personally was against the title Omkara because Mm -hmm. he felt that it uh, put too much focus on the protagonist and uh, he felt jealous of the fact that you know uh, he and I think he could foresee the fact that his performance was going to be the breakout performance of the movie and Mm -hmm. he felt jealous of the fact that Omkara was getting all of the attention and when I read Mm -hmm. that I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) so okay sorry for those uh, on the podcast obviously you can't see what I'm doing I just did the brain exploding (laughs) action (laughs) so he also I mean he's also married to I mean, in, in case of like. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Iago is married to Desdemona in real life. Real so. life. So, <laughs> like, who's laughing now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, but yeah. Mm. Other than that, I think uh, great movie, but not as engrossing as the other two for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, not that he did anything wrong. Just for me personally, the source material itself is not as compelling. But. Uh nothing uh, I don't hold anything against Vishal Bharadwaj particularly for that. Uh especially in comparison to the next movie that we will be discussing, The Last of the Trilogy. Probably uh should we jump into it? I'm just yeah,
1: let's do let's go. Yeah. Let's let's do it. I yeah. think um, definitely his most controversial and, and some would say his best of the three. I think he really went out
0: with a bang. Bang. He did. And uh like before the episode, when we were just chatting with each other, uh, because I'd watched, I'd rewatched Magpul again a couple of days ago, and probably recency bias or what, I I told you that um, I feel it's Makpool, which is better than Omkara, which is better than Heather. Mm-hmm. But uh, just yesterday, while I was doing something else, I, I put Heather in the background just to kind of refresh. Uh, the parts of the movie that I wanted to discuss. And uh, I think my opinions change. One, because, uh, again, of the three uh, Shakespearean works, I think Hamlet is the most complex. In fact, I would say it's one of the most complex works of literature that I have come across in terms of... uh, Now, here, the source material itself is so gray, right? You don't know who's right, who's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, fine, Mm -hmm. uh, Claudius is out and out. Um, the, the antagonist guy. here, mm-hmm. uh, even in, even in Hamlet, uh, to the best of my knowledge, we don't really get clarity on what uh, Gertrude's, mo- Gertrude, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. what Gertrude's motivations are. Um, mm-hmm. And is she forced into the relationship she is with mm-hmm. Claudius? Is it self-preservation or mm-hmm. did she really instigate that? So, um there's enough gray area in the source material itself and to take that and put it in the context of Kashmir and the t- the turmoil. And, uh, again, you, uh, that that's happening in Kashmir. And again, you mm. don't really know what to believe because especially like you said, given in the current scenario that we're living in, um, whether we like it or not, a lot of the, the news that we are consuming is propaganda. Mm -hmm. be it what the army is again i'm not going to say that uh what the army is doing is is wrong or right or Mm -hmm. um i don't have sufficient knowledge to have a very clear-cut opinion on the kashmir situation Mm -hmm. and i think very few do uh but that said right the the the, the ambiguity that i have by by the very act of placing that story in kashmir you've Mm -hmm. just taken the ambiguity scales off the charts and uh your, your character motivations are compounded by the context, which is amazing. I mean, uh, when I was re-watching, um, to get into slightly specific details now, uh, so what Vishal Bharadwaj done is obviously you can't have uh, King Hamlet's ghost come back or Shahid Kapoor's obviously, yeah. father's ghost come back. That would seem ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, a companion of his in the refugee uh, camps, Rudar. Ruh- uh, a very uh, Count of Monte Cristo kind of situation, like absolutely, a very yeah, Count of so, uh, Monte Cristo yeah. kind of situation. Again, a, a very yeah. uh, great cameo turn by Irfan Khan there. Mm. So you have Ruhudar who comes uh, comes back into Heather, comes into Heather's life and tells him what really happened. Uh, when you think about it in the context of the fact that Rudar is himself in a in an insurgency group. Mm -hmm. Uh, who have certain uh, ambitions with regard to uh, the Kashmir independence movement. Mm -hmm. So they are are one camp. And then there's the the army-backed militia group, the Ishwak or Mm Ishwak something they're called. Mm -hmm. And there's so much complexity. uh, Even when Rudhar gives his version of the account, you're wondering, is is there a, 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 a deeper motivation? Is he trying to use Heather as a tool to uh, destabilize KK Menon's Claudius uh, mm-hmm. because yes. KK Menon's character is now standing for elections and he's won.
1: Mm.
0: Kuram, right? Kuram, Kuram, Kuram is Claudius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because of that backdrop, it's really hard, maybe until the 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 whole Bismil sequence, it's really hard. In fact, even after the Bismil sequence, it's really hard to know who's lying and who's not. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's just the fact that there is uh, so much ambiguity just adds so much meat to the story. It's, it's I mean that's what I really really enjoyed about Heather and Kashmir brings that to the story.
1: Yeah, I feel what he does. So this is an adaptation of two works. It's it's Hamlet on one and Bashat Peer's Curfew Nights, which right yeah which Bashat Peer is in the movie. He's um, this father looking for his son. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can like he's there and. Uh, somewhere in the middle of it and so it obviously deals with it's specifically it's set in the it's set in 95 when the insurgency was it was at its highest right and once again it deals with nobody in this film is right or wrong like heather's radicalization by by Ruda takes him down a very dark path absolutely and, yeah it once again it begins with this almost like a Michael Corleone has returned to the family mm. to see to see mm. it torn, torn to pieces. And then uh, him walking in to see his mother being seren- serenaded by his uncle immediately puts this... Like, it,
0: it immediately puts a wedge between the two. True. And mm. even the, the wedge there, I don't know if you caught on to this, There is some very weird Oedipal vibes between... Oh, Sherlock yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, character which... <laughs> oh it's so so uncomfortable no. it adds to the discomfort of the dynamic so there was an older
1: podcast i did on heather in 2014 and we spoke about this and on that part we mentioned the exact same uh complex situation that were, that were unfolding and apparently there was a lot more footage that they had to trim because this was as uh, um ew. Call, uh, this, this this was the least that the government, I mean, this is the most of the government, uh, like, the censor board would let them put in, because it delved a lot more into into that aspect, or it was a lot more uh, highlighted, so to speak. And which is, I mean, since Game of Thrones made it mainstream, um, it's, I guess it's its fine, it's like there
0: are families... No, mean, are, mean, uh- Incest, yes, but yes, no, but no, yeah, you, nah, this, yeah, it's not you to become, I'm just saying, yeah, this is like one extra added level of creepiness, right?
1: Exactly, yeah, more or less. So, <laughs> yeah, and also in terms of like it's becoming to to Ghazala's performance, Tabu once again. Dude, I don't know what Bhadwaj has. Oof, it.
0: Man, I am yeah, I think I'm tab- out tab- of words. Is Tabu also in marches? She is in Marches. and that's a yeah. Gulzar movie where Vishal Bharadwaj has given the music. But yeah, mm. again, even in Marches, I mean, mm. she is just like I said. I, I I am not gonna. Words fail me. so I'm just gonna keep mm. repeating myself. horse, but I like.
1: I don't think there is. Has there? Has there anyone? Has I don't know if there is a newer version of Tapu in. Out there, probably Alia Bhatt comes the closest, where she's able to balance both the commercial and I, the, and the performance-driven films. Because I Aryabhat, don't, I
0: don't know if Tabu has been as successful commercially. No, definitely not. I don't I think. think I don't think she. She's. Uh, I think she's wasted in your run-of-the-mill mundane roles, and I think she knows that. So even even I, I feel when she has to, has uh, has to do those roles, she doesn't give her one hundred percent. She was in the really. She was in the Roadshed Team movie recently. She was in, I think she was in that Salman Khan movie. Ready? Ready. She was in yeah, one ready. of mm, so there are She prof- clearly was not ready for that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Ready, I have. He's the worst of the of the Salman Khan films since 2009. Mm. The worst. Maybe Dhan Payo comes close, but. Let's not uh, sully this discussion <laughs> by bringing in Salman Khan. No, how can but, uh, we not? Yeah. We have to bring up Salman
0: Khan because of the two Salmans. Oh, in this right. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's, that's the extent to which we should talk about Salman yeah. Khan here. But yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Whoever those two guys are, I think they played and, and right? uh, uh, Gildenstern and Rosencrantz, right? Gildenstern, Gildenstern, yeah. Gildenstern and Rosencrantz. Gildenstern and Rosencrantz. To put them as like this weird... Salman fan. It is, is it, the
0: yeah. the imitation, the, the yeah. voice, the mannerisms, the body language, and <laughs> the, the whole Do, do yeah. kya? <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Well, probably excellent. the only comic relief in other in an otherwise very, very dark very, movie. Yeah, a very bleak movie. Uh, you
1: have Shotha Kapoor as Ophelia and Herm um, and, and like there's this this is weird section where uh, obviously it's set in '95 right and her brother mm. is in Bangalore and then they, oh, shoot, yeah. and they and they cut to a scene in Bangalore and there's Diamond District in all its glory. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> conti- <Yeah>. continuity error. <laughs> this wasn't around for at least for ten years.
0: No. So. But yeah, but yeah, even her, uh, even Shahid Kapoor. Uh, Again, I don't know, I haven't seen enough of her movies to know whether she's a great actress or not. But Hmm. uh, in this movie, she's done a really good job. And Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, something I re realized uh, or was reminded of when I watched Heather again yesterday, man, Ophelia is really the most tragic Shakespearean character in my opinion. Like her life just sucks, man. Like she's fallen for a guy who. At least in this movie, it's better off. In in Hamlet, the guy doesn't give a fuck about her. right? Like mm. he, She's like a plaything for him. Mm-hmm. Her dad, uh, like in this movie, again, her dad uses her to get info. She's mm-hmm. just like a squash ball, man. She's just been bouncing around place to place. Nobody she doesn't really have somebody who cares for her selflessly. While is she's a... giving so much of herself to everyone. Everyone else is, is a story. There's a terrifying visual when, like, I think she discovers her
1: father's body and then, like, she descends into madness. I mean, yeah. You see her knitting, you see her knitting in the film throughout, and then there is this whole, oh, where I, she's, yeah, where she's lying. In, and then when
0: she's lying in bed, and, bed and there's the scarf, and she's literally unraveled. So unraveled, that's, yeah. I got that literal, like, he's put yeah. on screen, right? Her yeah. character has unraveled. She's uh, unraveled, yeah. unraveled. like, what a beautiful way to show. And like we'd said, Vishal Bharadwaj over the years he's matured he's maturing as a director now that you see you see the confidence in his craft that he's got now he doesn't really have to worry about getting the story and the characters across as much he has that surety in that belief in himself that he's got that bit down to a pat and now he can start to bring in these these uh, artistic flourishes um these little winks and nods to the the audience uh like yeah like and then, literally showing the unravelling and even the skull, uh, the alas poor Yorick scene. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole gravediggers uh, sequence, yeah, sequence before yeah. that. It's a delightful one-minute sequence where those three gravediggers sing the song and mm-hmm. then uh, Heather comes into picture. The way the framing of when he holds up Yorick's skull, mm-hmm. all of those little things, you didn't you didn't see them in, in Makbool or Omkara, but you start to see them in Heather. Obviously, between Omkara and Heather, there's been an eight-year gap. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of time for him to mature as a director. He made a lot of other movies in in the meantime, which mm-hmm. I'm sure helped him hone his craft. Mm-hmm. But you see that maturity and it's amazing to watch in Heather. And um,
1: even like you can tell Heather is a very... Some people had issues in, in the first half and they said the first half was very slow. I particularly enjoy that first half the whole setup and with just how tense things are. And even the unravelling of Hamlet up to a certain extent, like when he gets, when mm-hmm. he's in the town square, when he's in Srinagar and he's reciting. Right. And at that point, you realize that Shahid Kapoor, once again, he's very talented. Like the
0: the guy- Very underutilized in this industry. I don't know why. Yeah. He's so talented, man. He was such- I would, I did not expect that performance from
1: him. So they'd like to he have- He was a tour de force in the movie. Yeah it's again once again career defining performances and maybe it runs that's in the right. family There there are two uh extremely talented parents and he yeah i think yeah so he went from that to kabir, kabir singh in a space of five years so that's just disappointing <laughs> um
0: but but uh like, that, that that you know that uh, that reminds me of one more point if you see uh among again okay, i'm i'm not getting uh, movies of other directors come to mind but uh, in all of these three movies there is so much that is there is so much subtext in character interactions uh, be it facially or just uh, the way body language even a, a lot of the things that go unsaid have so much weight in all of the character interactions in this movie Makbul, heather, omkara they just a look or just a wave of the hand or just a, a, a dismissive nod you're just like wow there's so much that and a lot of the characters you feel uh so when we're looking at characters on screen obviously we can only consume what is given to us right Be it yeah. in terms of expressions or dialogue but whenever I look at Vishal Bharadwaj's characters or characters in his movies I just I can I can kind of sense their inner monologue Hmm. His character's motivations are so crystal and like crystal clear and well defined and it 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 has a life of its own. I can kind of see the character's inner monologues i mean when hmm. i can uh empathize with the character to that degree, I am so fully invested in the movie right that's, mm-hmm. i mean uh, that it, that's something I really loved so
1: and another thing i'd like I really enjoyed about this film is the way it depicts Kashmir because a year later if I am not mistaken a year Fitur came out which is again set in Kashmir and mm-hmm. has like set in the backdrop of some sort of insurgency not really at the time but and it was beautiful picturesque but completely hollow and very sad as a story uh, as a story
0: also but here you you yeah, get into a jingoistic piece? I haven't seen, filter. It's more,
1: I mean, it's like this love story and there's Archie Devgan is this ex-militant turned, I don't know, I don't remember much, but great, great, great music, but that's the extent of it. And so, yeah, the one thing I, I particularly enjoyed about the film is just how it gets into the skin of each character, like these are people... There are nobody, as you mentioned. The whole the aspect of treating everyone as as great actors who come with some sort of motivation that they believe is right. Also, just set design. That house is is beautiful, and, and they blow it yeah. up. And
0: everything. everything accents, ab- again. From what little I've heard, Kashmiri people speak hmm. everything's so authentic. The accents, the, the set design, the houses. I mean, I, I've only been in Ladakh for a week, so that that's my only. Uh, exposure to Kashmir, Mm -hmm. but so much of it seemed very authentic. I like the same.
1: I've been to Kashmir for about 10 days, maybe. And some of the nicest people I've met Mm. in the country. So it's, it's, it's really sad as to how things, how they're portrayed. Um, but yeah, there are, there's some very shocking imagery in, in this film, and especially with that young and boy. The body's in the truck. Oh, in the truck, God. yeah. And the, and the boy wakes up and says, oh, I'm Mazinda, Mazinda, Mazinda. And he starts running and, he's, and he gets started and he's breaking down.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. That, yeah. that harkens back to the point you made in the sense that the you know, first half is slow to build up. And hmm. uh, I then feel it turns like in- he, he's Yeah, he's given uh, Kashmir the situation in Kashmir uh sufficient time it's not that he's just focused on moving the plot of Hamlet per se forward Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, he wants to give uh he wants to shed light on uh what's happening in Kashmir and what his view on it is and uh I think eventually that setup also feeds into how you experience and what you take away from the movie at the end so it's not I mean it is investment in cinematic investment uh whatever time he spent in the first half. That said, yes, the movie does take time to pick up. And, and then to a lesser degree, not so much in Magbu, not so much as Maghul, but to a lesser degree, it does tend to it does look like it's speeding up a little towards the
1: It end. becomes a Tarantino movie for the last 20 minutes. It's just the last quintena. Yeah. Complete. Like especially the as soon as the grave diggers start pulling out guns yeah. and bombs, just like okay. So we are we are
0: now pulling like, the Guys are like 70, you were digging graves yeah, half an hour ago. It, now you're just pulling out Kalashnikovs from your cupboard. What's happening guys? It, 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 told gave, me, it, it
1: gave me, uh, I don't know why, I mean, obviously Tarantino, but it gave me major Skyfall vibes. It's like Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like like, isolated house, you've got people yeah, like, coming to... Coming, yeah. The climax of Skyfall, which is again a very beautifully short sequence. Um, yeah. Uh, I have like, I think Heather is probably my favorite of the bunch even though yeah, I actually I after have, a, yeah a, after like a, having that discussion I, I think and I, Heather is a movie I haven't seen in a while and I still have very mm, fond memories of it I have in the space of a week I watched Magpul and, and Macbeth uh, sorry Makbhul and, and Othello again <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Othello okay I mean yeah. sorry saying. yeah and, yeah, this is so in the space of a week that I watched Magpul and Omkada somehow Heather still has more gravitas has more more feel attached to, um, to to its entire like running time and mm-hmm. once it grabs you as slow as some people may complain at the first half is once it grabs you it just takes you along for the ride and then the ending is very satisfying. Uh, and Tabu also in the in the climax of that movie is is haunting. Actually oh. there are there are sequences where she says to Dili jayega ki or she puts a gun
0: she put a yeah, gun to her head, head yeah. and says yeah. like, oh my god mm, I yeah. thought my mom was a drama queen but <laughs> but
1: that that dynamic also as creepy as it is was very well played off like great performances yeah, from absolutely. both characters and I
0: think you, you encapsulated it better than I could is that despite having watched you having watched uh, makbool and omkara more recently i think heather uh, still has had a greater impact i think it's the same for me what uh, is the weakest link
1: uh, like what, what is
0: the weakest link in uh, all the three like if you were to pick one from each with mm. makbool very clearly the last half hour the editing in mm. the last half hour mm-hmm. everything is a bit all over the place uh, in omkara again the last half hour I think Vishal yeah. needs to know how to finish movies better if mm-hmm. anything that's the only grouse I would have with him is that he, he needs to uh, figure out how to finish movies better mm-hmm. uh, so the the uh, magbul and Heather are uh, too fast in the end Omkara is mm-hmm. too slow in the end mm-hmm. uh, Heather the only again compared to the other two, it's a much smaller point. The whole Chudspa uh, mm-hmm. track that Heather had, I didn't feel it added anything to the movie. It was. Just, it did I think it was more a it was more a, a marketing uh, term, something to be used for trailers or you know mm-hmm. as a buzzword that could be tweeted or something mm-hmm. like that. So you know the film kind of gets traction on socials maybe. Uh, that's my cynical take on it. But I think other than that, there was I don't see any other reason why. It, it was shoehorned into the, the narrative didn't really add much to it but again it's like a it's
1: like a joke you think is funny but nobody else thinks is funny but you're going to put it in there anyway because eventually they'll get, they'll get around to it but people did laugh at it when it came out they're like oh it's fun uh it was yeah I it, it think was that, in the public what, yeah
0: it was the that's the purpose it was intended to serve i think is just gets the people talking exactly yeah uh, so that, that's pretty much what we can say about it anyway. But, uh, just fine. Last one thought any thoughts on the, the, the Bismil song sequence? Oh, I love that sequence. How that can we not do The Marthand Sun Temple, yeah, yeah. I mean, what a what a sequence! Where is that temple? choreography? Uh, it's in uh Baramula, no, it's in uh, it's in Kashmir only. I don't Kashmir know ali, Kashmir? It's called the Marthand Sun Temple. I remember mm. because uh, at the time because the movie released. Every quiz that I used to go to invariably had a question on the Martha and Sun Temple and like, okay, why why is this in the news currently, etc.? It was you like, know what it reminded it sort me of, of burned in my mind. You, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded
1: me of like, you know, it's it's a very curse kind of callback. It's like I was just
0: gonna make that point. So <laughs> sorry, uh, please, please yeah. go ahead.
1: No, go no, go on, go on, make
0: the point. No, so, I so when, I was, uh, when I was when uh, I was watching the sequence, I was like, you know what? Uh, I mean, Hamlet has a same has a similar uh, mm. scene in in the play as well. So mm. you know, not that uh, Vishal Bharadwaj made this out of the blue, but I think Vishal Bharadwaj is at a disadvantage here because. Uh, this has already been done in Bollywood thanks to cars. <laughs> it's yeah. so like that's the that's thought that came to my mind. You you say that you uh, retell the same story while the, the perpetrator is in front of you and mm-hmm. it's all the, you know like mm, I, I see you. It's t- also Om Shanti Om right? which is kind of like basically Kurs. Which again was, I mean, yeah, yeah. Om Shanti Om and Kars is the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. An epi- so an
1: episode on Om Shanti Om especially that first first 40 the first half <laughs> of that movie is Amazing. It the is, amount the amount, of, the amount of callbacks of that film with, with swet bajatia hovering around in a captain
0: like making notes <laughs> so it is, very, it is. We yeah. definitely should. Uh, but yeah, one more but, fun fact about heather uh,
1: mm-hmm. uh, so
0: i'm going to ask you okay you have to give me the most outlandish answer you can think of okay. who do you think was vishal bharadwaj's first choice to play heather Give me the most Sh- ridiculous answer. Like, what the fuck? How can this guy in a million... Tiger Shroff wasn't Tiger was he of- big in
1: 2014? No, no. I would say, okay, at, at, in 2014, is it?
0: Uh, let's say... Imran I'm, Khan I'm laughing. I'm laughing, Just thinking of the answer. He approached... <laughs> wait, let me compose myself. He approached Tushar Kapoor. <laughs> <laughs> the only scene to which Tushar Kapoor can make justice... It's the one in the square where you have to babble nonsense because he does that, that in Golmaal movies. Wait, so, in right so, mind's approach? So, so, so Tushar Kapoor turned him down. I think Tushar Kapoor knew. Like, dude, seriously, do you think I can pull this off? Please, go, go to somebody
1: else. <laughs> it's like, he goes to Kapoor's, like, Who do I get for this? Oh, Shahid is running
0: around somewhere. <laughs> okay, cool. Or maybe, maybe uh, Vishal Mehran mm-hmm. made a mistake. He's like, oh shit, no, Ron, I, Kapoor, I, I, I thought I'm meant to go to Shahid Kapoor. <laughs> i thought he always wrote it keeping shahid in mind that's what i had read no uh, or maybe not the first choice but among the people that uh, he had had the discussion with was tushar kapoor and apparently the reason tushar kapoor gave uh, to not do the role is that he was taking a break as he was filming back to back films what films is
1: tushar kapoor filming dude he was doing kya super cool like hum and something
0: else in the middle like those, those two sections, he colonies. gave up hamlet Vishal Bharadwad's Hamlet hmm. to do kya super cool hain hum. We're too suddenly, He also. deserves the career he has.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, Atisha Aqabu's legacy will be forever cemented because of Goldmar. There are three to four of them and yeah. that'll like testament be, he will always be remembered as a guy who did that, you know, that, that deaf and dumb character. Baba boo. Baba yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I think
0: that that's that's his
1: career-defining performance. So yeah, I think maybe Haider is, is his best film. Maybe Kamene is his best film. I think Kamene definitely is a film we should talk about in the future. But if I were to revisit a trilogy, maybe in, in every couple of years, this would probably be it. And just to see how things have aged. Obviously, Mapul is not aging very well. There are still aspects of that film that are great. Othello is, I mean, Amkara is kind of... Has great performances in it, but we may show its age in a couple of years. And mm-hmm. as for Heather, I, because it's so recent, and we by recent I mean it's, it's been seven years since it came out. It's not really recent now, is it? Um, but <laughs> <We're> <laughs> there old, is, man. yeah, okay. we are old. yeah Yeah, I feel more connected to, to that story than to the other two. I generally mm, think that, yeah, I feel there is. There's more. There's more emotion at the center of that movie Then there is to an extent I mean it's not as it, it's much more than the other two I'm not saying the other two are mm. completely dry and bereft of it but for sure I agree. I yeah agree.
0: the most emotional of the bunch and I think that should be it yeah I don't think I have anything to add to what you said you, you pretty much said exactly what I was thinking okay yeah, sweet great trilogy and mm. uh, I think we'll one of back. the landmarks of Yes, sorry, I'm just babbling. Continue. continue. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be
1: back for episode five. What are we doing episode five on? Titanic, no, you said. Oh yeah, of course. Well, we're back next week for episode five on another magnum opus, i.e., James Cameron's Titanic. And there is, I've been doing a bit of research on it. There is so much craziness behind that movie. So we'll obviously be taking a look into how that film went into production, uh, the actors the music that came with it and terrorized a generation of children uh, in assemblies and where not that sure to be a fun episode, uh, because I'm sure I have a lot of thoughts into it. it. Certainly has a lot of thoughts gauging by what we discussed before this podcast. So join us for that. And I promise that'll be a fun one too. Take care. Take care guys.
0: Okay. Know, boy.
1: So they opened their big
0: mouths and out came talk, talk, talk,